Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. Hey, there he is. Am I there? Am I late? <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's my I, fault. I, I I'm a little late. Bicycle. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. What's that? I said I fell off the bicycle. Oh no! You okay? <laughs> Have you missed everything for the last two days? <laughs> well, what happened? I didn't fell off his bicycle. Oh, that! I thought oh, you did. That. <laughs> oh, big deal. Who cares? I hear it was because he wanted to sniff a girl. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Oh, look, there's a girl I can sniff. Uh, it's on the pavement. Ah. They're, laying, they're laying down for me. <laughs> How are you doing? I, I have to pause. For some reason, my it, I got over here and my internet was not connected. I don't understand why it disconnects. It should be on all the time. But anyway. Oh, it's this. It's this. It's the deep state coming in there yeah, and disconnecting your internet. They're tired of me getting on their case with my little jabs at them with yeah. uh, Facebook. Well, they only go after the little jabbers because if the, the big, they can't we go can't after the back. big jabs. Because if they go after the big jabs, then they lose money, right? It's like somebody like Scott Adams gets full reign to do and say whatever he wants because he makes inter he makes income for uh, YouTube, but everybody else gets canceled. Is he still on YouTube? Oh wow. yeah! Wow. And he keeps talking about how he says things in certain ways to that obviate, yeah, you know, to get himself out of it, like saying things like "Well, but I could be wrong" and stuff like that. But that's that's total bullshit. The reality is, is that he he makes a lot of money for YouTube, so obviously he still gets there. Everybody else, little guys like us, we get we get knocked off. It's the so broken windows off, theory. Huh? Still off. <laughs> Yeah, until August. So oh, I'm not. Man. I'm just. I'm just. For, I'm just saying. Forget it. So I get. I get the. I get the. So I'm in Facebook jail, perennial, I guess, because I. I'm at the. What they do is they're lowering me in the news feed, mm. which means you know when I used to get like I'd wake up in the morning and have 21 or something like that. Now I get like eight. Yeah, <laughs> if that, right? <laughs> yeah, sometimes maybe maybe two. Yeah, uh, and most of those are from groups that I'm a part of, and not from anybody I know. Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're being ostracized. Absolutely. <laughs> well, apparently that is the before. most that is the most thing that's the worst thing you can do to somebody is to ostracize them, right? Well, it's yeah, it's kind of. Um... Or public shaming. I guess public shaming is the worst. Is public shaming public shaming is worse than ostracized being ostracized? No, right? I. Because you're still part of the culture, but once you get ostracized, you're outside of your 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 culture. Yeah, and you're you're now uh, what's the old the the uh, always in that Stephen Vincent Benet was I think he wrote uh, the Man Without the Country, mm -hmm. and where you, he was on a ship for like twenty years or something like that, and he was he was just covering the as what was uh and there's Something like that. Tom Hanks did the same thing with the airlines. 
he wasn't he was persona non grata or something like that yeah and being pat isn't being cast out of the community the absolute worst thing that you can be i would think so because everything you know is now is now open um to question yeah because you don't know anything anymore you know i hadn't really thought about that you're you're out there and everything that you've learned, your life, all your wiring, everything that you have put together is probably nonsensical now. It'd be like going to, you have to move from from California to China. Or not, uh, let me think, maybe not that bad. It wouldn't be that bad. Well, because you, you've lost Even your context? Even if I went to England, huh? Pardon? Is it because you've lost context? Or what lost, is it? yes, all your meaning and all your all well, all your schooling, all all that. The only thing that would would be the hard sciences because they're pretty much not context or not um, not because oh, they deal with context. Truth. They're context in, independent. So, but you and I would be in pretty good shape because we don't depend on context to provide <laughs> truth. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We believe in truth. That's right. Maybe That's not right. that we'll ever see it, but you know, at least we believe it. Well, so I was reading this book, The Power of Fun, and mm -hmm. she wrote a book prior to this called How to Break Up with Your Phone. So it's all about disconnecting from the internet and stuff like that. And in this book, she talks about f uh, fun having, it has to have a social aspect to it from her perspective. And I'm like, that's not necessarily so, you know, <laughs> there's plenty of plenty. I can have fun on my own. You can probably have fun on your own. There's probably plenty of introverts who can have fun on their own. Absolutely. Yeah. So she's major. She's probably one of those extroverted people who, who thinks that everything happens with other people. Yeah. I'm no, but like, she's saying no. you can't, you can't have, cause she, she tries to differentiate fun and true fun. And true fun is one of those things where, you know, you're joyous, you're laughing, you, you just lo lose track of time. Uh, and she says, oh, those only happen in social context. And I said, well, I lose track of time all the time if I'm doing something I really love, right? If I'm if I'm in the middle. So you're talking about the difference between fun and flow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she says fl flow is part of the concept of fun. So it's a subset. So you have to have the social, you have to have the flow, you have to have, there's a bunch of other, th uh, uh, and then, then you're having true fun. Not, yeah. not like, you know, zombie scrolling, <laughs> which is what a lot of people do for fun nowadays is zombie scrolling, oh, right? Oh, that, well, I need, needed to have a name for it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, I mean, people are zombie scrolling all the time. That's all they ever do. In fact, that's what they do when they're driving. <laughs> there was one guy who's, there was one guy who I was uh, that was driving really slowly, and I'm like, "What's wrong with this guy?" I pass him, and he's actually having a FaceTime call. He's holding his phone on the steering wheel, having a FaceTime call while he's driving. Oh lord! <laughs> he's been watching Joshua. Uh, what's it, Jericho Green too much on? <laughs> Um, is he doing that? Is that how he does it? <laughs> well, he used to. I don't know. I don't know if he still does. I haven't watched him in a while, but he used to do his uh, YouTube videos while he was driving to work or coming home from work. I think he was driving yeah. to work. Yeah. And uh, and I think he's kind of like changed that, but that's where it's coming from. Everybody, for some reason, everybody got where they're in their car doing their, their YouTube videos, and there's a lot of them too. And I'm like, 
okay. Must be Thanks nice to be un- must be nice to be untouchable like him. What's that yeah. like? <laughs> well, he, he's 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 the he's almost untouchable. He's male, mm-hmm. and he's straight, but he's black. So yeah. so that that obviates it, everything. It, it's 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 it, they're probably wondering how are we going to do this? <laughs> yeah. They, they can't. They can't. He's untouchable. I think he's pro- he's pretty much untouchable. He could probably talk about anything he wants. Because because see, and that's the thing that drives me crazy. It's like why can't we separate the person from their work, right? Because the person and the work are different things. Because we have to talk about the person, not the, the work. world. Because who's in charge of the world? What are you talking about? Who's in charge so, of the world? The cabal? The cabal, yes. <laughs> because they believe in personhood. Mm. Um, think about it. Authority. So authority figures is bigger for them than ideas. It's who, it's, it's who it is, not what it is. Yeah. There's a, there's a dichotomy there. And that goes back. I'm sitting there thinking about, um, um, let's see. She wore a yellow ribbon with John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara, and she goes to wait a minute. No, it's um, no, that uh, it's Rio Bravo. It's Rio, I think that's right. Where he's he's the commander of an outpost, and she comes to take her son back. Mm-hmm. And he's he's talking about uh, manner bred and born, special privileges for special people, or something like that. Mm. And she's right there. She absolutely, you know, that's that's the way it should be. It's it's if I'm special, I should. And I truly believe that's a that's a bigger split than D and R. That's if you and that's that's basically the split between the elite and the hoi Is they think they're special and and nothing applies to them, and we know we're not special, and everything applies to us. So that's it's basically the caste system. It is. Right, but it's, and, I mean, it's always been there. Is one of, one of the things, one of the most painful things when I worked at the hospital was the split between nurses and uh, housekeeping staff. Mm-hmm. And the thing that did it, I mean, it, it was years that I, that I was getting over this because it made me so mad. I don't get very mad like over this is like nothing, but it was a cat. It was the, it was the cast. It was. They wouldn't let the housekeepers use the nursing break rooms to eat lunch, which mm. meant the housekeeper had to walk all the way down to the lunch room, which is, you know, they get a 30-minute break, have to walk down. It takes about five, ten minutes to get to the lunch room. Then they have maybe ten minutes, then they have to come back and get back to the floor because the break is over. And it made me so mad that these same ladies, the 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 uh, housekeeper would bring in all kinds of goodies to the nurse mm-hmm. and, and the nurses just treated them as a, not as a person, but as a housekeeper versus a nurse. Right. Um, and, but uh, the, the funny thing about this, a lot of the housekeepers had degrees and they came over and they had their degrees over in um, the Philippines. One I'm thinking of, he was a doctor in the Philippines, but he couldn't get his license didn't transfer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty common, right? Because you can't the, the credentialing is different, right? Yeah, and so they're they're doctors and they're working in the hospital as a housekeeper, but they're doctors. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, I'm like, these people write checks and this, they write checks and pay their bills just like you do. Yeah. Except they probably don't have a credit card so they can roll it up into one payment a month, you know? Yeah. It, but it really stunned me. I, every time I talked about it for like 10 years, man, I just tears well up in my eyes. It made me so mad. And so one of the few things that's ever done that is the cat, the class, the, the class system, because there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Cause you're born, you're born into that. You're born into this, sir. You're, 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 I don't want to say born into it because you can't get, I do believe in social mobility, but I do believe that there's, there are people who, once they're in that class, they look down on other people. And I'm like, why? I don't get that. But that's there's, the same. But the thing, if you, if you think about it, that, that works everywhere. It's like when you're in an organization and you get a job in that organization, then you're pretty much stuck in that class well, you, you in can, that organization you can't really traverse higher unless you switch to another organization because that's what everyone sees you as everyone sees you as that well see that's the battle yeah. um because and that and that's this is my my communication setup is is that i work to get past that barrier because you're you're an outsider but then you have to, if you go native you lose your touch with your, uh, for me as a contractor for Service Master and Airmark, I would lose touch of their of their stuff to make the my service to the hospital a little more palatable. And I remember I was just get I was getting there, and that's when they took me out. I'm like, uh, <laughs> oh no! Because it took a lot. It takes a long time. It's like it's like uh, it's it's like hazing. Mm-hmm. They are they're in this NASA was the same way. It, was, it, was, it really surprised me. The people I really thought I was good friends with at NASA, when I was no longer there, I wasn't. I mean, they totally almost ignored me. Your persona non grata once you're yep. out. Yeah. And I, I think it's some of that has to be with because there's a lot of, I mean, as a contractor, there's a lot of turnover and there's a lot of permanence in, within the NASA staff. So, they see people come and go all the time. I, I yeah, and they don't want to. They don't want to build those build those right. relationships. They don't want to get disappear. that deep, yeah. that deep relationship. Even though on our side, on my side, I felt like you know this was a deeper one than the one down the hall. Mm-hmm. You know, so and then when it doesn't turn out to be that way, it's it's really surprising. And that goes back to your your thing about it is it's, it's not social shaming. At least you're still there, but ostracizing. I think, I think that's pretty bad. Yeah. I, I'm, that's why we fire people is, it's a form of ostracizing. Well, I think being left out, being left out is the most painful thing. I mean, it's more painful than actually hitting somebody <laughs> is actually being left out. Right. It's kind of yeah. like uh, we were talking about envy before. It's, it's like when you feel like you're not included you're you know, you're excluded from the crowd or whatever. That's the most painful. That's almost the most painful feeling that anyone can have, unless they don't really need the crowd. They're not social, or they 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 make that. But is it is it really that internalized that human beings are that social that it will no, always hurt everyone? And I don't think that's the case. I think some people have been. You know, they've gotten accustomed to the fact that they're going to be ostracized all the time. So they're like, well, you know, whatever. I don't give a shit. So, so what we need to now we need to shift our focus on the outsiders. Yeah. And yeah. and 
there are people at some point. That, so this it just jumps up. You remember the Revenge of the Nerds? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. the very end of the things, it, there's more of us than there are of you. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's more more nerds like me than there are, than there are jocks like you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, and and you know the rise of nerd culture is kind of subverted that they mm-hmm. you know what for the last 20 25 years after the internet hit everybody was beholden to nerds because we knew stuff that they didn't and they didn't have for some reason didn't have the time or inclination to dive into it yeah so it's, it's like a, was, a friend of mine i whenever i moved back to texas I was like okay let's get your website and your social media thing all set up let's do it well i would do that because you have to teach me everything you know i'm not going to do that Lisa. you should have done that 20 years ago i'm not going to teach you everything i've learned for 20 years you're going to have to trust somebody to do it Sorry, yeah people I'm, think it's I, so easy <laughs> oh it's so easy for you well yes because i spent the time to do it now you're wanting to learn how to do it quickly. But this whole, like, but this whole revenge of the nerds thing, I think, is a fallacy. It's a okay, total, fine. it's it's a fallacy because if you look at the really successful people, the really successful company, it's not the nerd, right? It's the other guy. It's like I used to say this before. It's like every startup, every successful startup needs two archetypes: a Kirk and a Spock. Sorry, a Kirk yeah. and a, a Kirk and a Scotty. You don't even need Spock. You right. Need Kirk and Scotty. You, you need, need tech, the, you know, technician and a leader. Yeah, you need the front man who does the communications and is right. the extrovert. And then you need the guy toiling away in the engine room making sure the damn thing works. It's like right. if you look at if you look at Jobs and Wozniak, if you look at at, at Gates and Allen, you get you you know, you look at all of these successful companies. Most of them, I mean, Elon Musk is an exception. Most of them have the have some nerd <laughs> in the back doing the work, and the front man, you know, who's more sociable and more extroverted, doing the front stuff. Now, I could argue you could argue that Bill Gates isn't really that sociable, so he's in that kind of that middle range. But he was no, definitely no, no, more no. sociable than Allen. And, oh, and yeah, yeah. Jobs was definitely more sociable than Waz. So if you look at the if you look at the patterns. It's like they say, oh, Revenge of the Nerds, the nerds are winning, blah, blah, blah. No, they're not. <laughs> they're st- they're feeding. The leaders are still in front taking all the acclaim, and the engineers are still in the engine room stoking away and not getting – like they're getting, they're getting the dregs. And the thing is there's so much that even the dregs are not bad, right? So I think this whole – you know, revenge of the nerds thing, or that the nerds nerds are winning, or you know, learn to nerds. code, learn to code, and you'll be successful. I think that's bullshit. I think that's well, totally. Well, I, I think that's yeah. bullshit because I yeah. I think I could learn to code, but I'd still wouldn't be successful for exactly. some other factor. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm people sure, say learn I'm to code, sure I'm I'm an outsider for a reason. You know, that's because I don't fit in. I'm a I'm a square peg in a round hole. Always have been. Uh, nearly my entire life revenge I've of the always... outsider how's that well it's, so as a kid <laughs> as a kid we moved so i moved three times in the first grade 
I or, no, that's not true. I, I had three different first grades. I started first grade, we moved, and then we moved again. And I'm like, I have had to learn how to in, in uh, what almost we're talking about ostracizing. It's almost the same thing. Mm. You go from one first grade, you kind of got it figured out, and then you get on, and you don't know anybody. You're it's like the worst thing. Was, uh, I don't remember it because it was so long ago, but I remember some of it. This is like making, learning how to make friends with with strangers. Ooh, I hate that. I hate it. But would you say that it opened up? Because I've interviewed a bunch of people on my show, and a lot of them are like that. They, they go from place to place. It kind of opens them up to new opportunities because they're. It does. Because they're they haven't been stuck in that one place. So there's there's positive and negatives to everything, right? So, in your case, do you th- do you feel that it made you sort of more open-minded as a person? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it it it. I, well, let's rock that on the board because I'm going to have to probably think about that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the open-mindedness for me came because I've been so. Um, I, well, I grew up in retail, so I was so retail oriented for a long time, and and I had to. It wasn't. I wasn't successful at it. As and you'd think you you just show up, but no. As an owner, they, like I've been an owner several times, and not that good at it. So there's something else missing, and and uh, I have to think about it because um, now I have to go into my stuff that are probably. Is has been riding along saying we're gonna get that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so you open the you, can you got, of worms. You got a posse. You got a posse on your tail. They're riding on my. They're, <laughs> I've been carrying the the shadow. Uh, the shadow has been riding along until we scratched it. Okay, so <laughs> now I have to deal with it. Okay, give me a week. I right? I mean I can't do the soul searching stuff. Every, sure. Not a problem. Okay. Not a problem. No, but I mean, I, I just, whenever I talk to somebody like that, I thought, well, isn't that great that you've been able to get all of these different experiences? Now, I'm, I'm assuming that um, there is a flip side to that where you can go, uh, you know, you can't really make deep, deep connections no, well, with that's friends. The, that's the thing that they, yeah. you don't have deep friends. Um, yeah. I have one that, that I consider a really good friend, a lifelong friend that's 40 years uh, that, that we've known each other for 40 years mm-hmm. and I was about 20 22 whenever she whenever we met and we still stay in touch uh, it's not something that we do every time because we've been 40 years we've lived in different places for almost that entire time there's like one period of time when we were in the same town so we could hang around together but other than that it's the phone or or we visit during holidays like when yeah. i go to texas but she's the one she's the only one i don't have anyone who, um that goes back to kindergarten or the first grade no, oh i don't I'm, i don't have any of that either i barely have high school friends i uh, barely, my, I barely well, my have. high school friends i'm in touch with so we were so disconnected for uh, 20 or 30 years and then probably 30 years that I, I barely know them. I, I mean, I know that our experiences together, I was in a couple of them's weddings, and I've got every once in a while they'll put up their wedding pictures, which is just about time for them to do 
again mm -hmm. and i'll look oh yeah that's me and <laughs> and i was the groomsman but never never the best man uh, that's not true i had one best man and i don't i have i was the best man one time mm -hmm. and i have no idea where sid is i had <laughs> well once he got married i was contract this is like late 70s wow and so I, uh, I I need to look him up, see if I can find him. He's he's a cool guy, so, and we had a cool experience that I'm not going to talk about. Do you, do you ever do you ever have do you ever think to yourself? I, I realized the other day that I'm like, there's things that I've actually done for 50 years, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, that is a long time. <laughs> Mm, no doesn't it don't, don't you ever I'm did you ever to... think that it's like wow that was a long time ago <laughs> oh you mean i something i've done 50 years ago oh, oh yeah. something you've done yeah have been yeah have been doing for 50 years or i've been driving for 40 years yeah yeah um let me think only 40 years you've been driving longer than that uh i'm, I'm 66 so so you've been uh, driving yeah, for be 50 60, years. I'll be near 50 years. Okay. Yeah. 50 years. But that's the only thing I can think of. That's the, can you, but I mean, uh, can you imagine, <laughs> could you ever imagine that like when you first got your license that you'd be dry, that you'd be here you oh, are no. 50 years later <laughs> I, I, driving at the time when I got my license at 16, I, I, I figured we we're going to die of thermal nuclear war before I was. Well, oh, yeah, that's what they were. T that's what everyone was talking about. Right. That was the, uh, but I, I'm, I, we've talked about that. That I really, I really did believe it. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about me, Dad. I'm, I'm a mile away from the B1B bomber base. I'm gone. Don't but it's gonna happen here. It's it. gonna happen again. It's gonna happen now anyway. So it just took, yeah, a, took a bit longer. <laughs> I think, I think they figured out that they're going to concentrate it all in one place and not worry about spreading it out. You think they're just going to bomb Ukraine or something like that, or uh, Russia? Or... No, I think they'll bomb the. They would do us all a favor and bomb Washington and make us that, all over. That would be. That would do us a favor. I think it would. It's like it's like the the, the Library of Alexandria. You know, every it's one of those things that you run across every once in a while. And they, everybody bemoans, bemoans, bemoans yep. the loss of the Library of Alexandria, and I think it's the best thing that ever happened. Why? Really? Because we had to rediscover it all and probably make it better. If we had been locked into things that humanity already knew in those scrolls, nobody would have would have discovered some of the stuff that they're rediscovering. And they probably did because they didn't really discover anything. It was probably already discovered. We just forgot about it. It's interesting that you say that. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the Phoenix like rebirth. Yep. of everything we almost need something like that we got kind of a purging and a cleansing and a noah's ark kind of thing where <laughs> you're like uh, you know, there's all this degradation going on it's time to, to just uh, like to, um, <laughs> didn't we talk about the difference between the warlons and the yeah 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 that's that's yep, the first thing that came thing. to my mind it's like we need some creative destruction here yep because because uh, <laughs> we get we're so in a weird we're in a weird in our... weird place we get so high bound in our in our own framework that we forget there's the i mean this is another thing we talked about we forget about the uh, not the matrix but the multiverse yeah there are multiple ways and I, even though I, I it's like a thing i keep telling rose 
There's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way to do everything. There's, there's, in, so there's the effective way and the efficient way. And necessarily, they're not the same thing. Mm. Yep. So. But I mean, we, boy, now we're getting really deep. We're not. See, here's not, the, like, I almost think to myself, like, do I want to, because I was watching the Orville. I don't know if you watch Orville, but the, no. at the very end of it, they were talking about immortality. Mm-hmm. And they were asking each other, like, would you like, to, would you like to live forever? And he goes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why? It's like, because I want to see what happens. And I'm, I'm in the same place. It's like, I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens next. But, you know, it's entirely possible that during this Nothing. phase of destruction, you know, it might, we might befall this phase of destruction and we see, we don't know what, what happens after that. So you're, you're familiar with the younger Dryas? No. Please okay. continue. <laughs> the younger Dryas, and I'm not really sure I can explain what it is. It was a catastrophic. A lot of people think that's, that there was a meteor, meteor or something hit the Earth 12,000 or 500 years ago. It's called the, the younger Dryas thing. Mm-hmm. And, that, and it hit the Earth, and it, a lot of people think it hit the ice sheet that was still it was still the, the last stages of the ice age and it instantly melted mm-hmm. with from all the energy that that was impacted and that was the cause of the flood okay so it wiped out existing civilizations and this goes back to go go Beckley Tepley kind of because kind of, they these things arose from somewhere and there's this is the earliest one we can see but it's more advanced than what we thought was available at the time mm-hmm. so the thinking is is that we had to rediscover all the stuff that we lost because there wasn't enough people around or enough collective memory to revive to reestablish civilization right away right and we've come through and there's some theories that we've come through this cycle a number of times right there right. there I I I didn't used to think that, but I'm starting. To, I'm like, okay, I can kind of see that the, the evidence is mounting. That that there's, I mean, go go back and the, the the stone craft that was available to them, the ancients that we no longer can do is amazing. That's the mm. one that gets me because there's a, there's a stone record of it, uh, Machu Picchu. And the pyramids, there's how did they do that? And we can't even figure it out. Yeah. With any certainty. I mean, we're not, so something, there's some, uh, there's some mechanism that we don't know about that was used to be on Earth to be able to do that, but we don't know what it is. That's, that's, and we're not well, smart enough now to do it. And we haven't seen any evidence of it here. So that's why people think it's aliens, right? <laughs> <laughs> they took well, their ball and went home. <laughs> we don't. I, th- I would think it's aliens because we're not able to describe how they did it. Mm. Uh, what, what's the one? The, one of the things that I see now is that they were they were in charge of sonic technology that would make the the make the blocks weightless. I mean, this goes back to the frequency thing. If you get the right frequency. 
and you can, it seems like you can counter gravity and things float. Really? If it's all frequencies, if energy, I mean, if everything is, is a frequency, if you get the right frequency, then you can dial it in. And next thing you know, we're all floating around. That's there. There's a lot of people who are, uh, I don't want to say a lot, but there are some people who think that a lot of this goes back. Remember, I'm still working on manifestation and, and that's part of it. You get the right frequency. If you start operating at the highest at, at a higher frequency, you understand this better. Mm. And I'm not saying you, because I, I don't understand any better. But I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a teacher now. I'm I'm no I'm no I'm a marketing guy because I don't understand it. I just say it. <laughs> Have you ever manifested anything yet? Not yet. <laughs> and if I if I have, I'm not I'm not my consciousness is not aware that things are being manifested around me. Right. That's that's the other thing you is you've got to you've got to have the sensibility that things are being manifested for you. To so uh, because my test I'm like my skepticism is probably so big that I can't I can't get it to work. I'm so like, your skepticism you is over, overshadowing your Yeah, I think your so. manifestation. Yeah, Same I mean thing that's with, that's always what they say is the problem. They say that, well, you know, the reason why this isn't happening is because you're still thinking about it too hard, against it too hard. Yeah. Right. And are you looking for, I don't want to say proof, but even, even evidence, I mean, yeah. even evidence would be, would be fine. Proof is hard to come by. Evidence is not so hard to come by. Yeah, but the whole just sort of uh, wanting something without actually taking any steps towards it, it's just, I, d I don't see how that actually happens. But if there is truly that kind of energy in the, energy world. In the world, then you think it would, right? Yeah. You'd think that uh, so the, uh, the thing, uh, so I just did this. In fact, I just started this last week. Is I finally, 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 have i think eliminated all fluoride in my life mm -hmm. so I, I drink we drink well water no fluoride there and i finally finally got a non-fluoride toothpaste so what we're going to see so i'm telling you this we're going to see if if we can get my pineal 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 gland to open up and maybe my third eye will finally emerge there you go and then maybe ma then it. manifestations will occur maybe that's it maybe it's the, the fluoride that's mine. keeping us down man that, that's got to be it so i've been Cam thinking trails, about this fluoride yeah. it's all it's all part of it i've been thinking about this since you think about it they as far as i've been able to think they never actually provided any evidence that fluoride prevents cavities what they say is it's recommended by four out of five dentists mm-hmm well, it's the same. That's like a polling thing. It's the same thing. There's what no about the last dentist? <laughs> yeah, why is he? he so what's 20%. his problem? Why can't yeah, it? Why can't it be uh, uh, unanimous? Something's something's fishy. Because we're so skeptical of unanimity, we wouldn't buy it. Ah, so it's a structure. It's structured. It's funny, you know, how many things that we take for granted are so fake. Right, that we think that they're so re they're so real and so fake, and we and we just fall for them, and mm -hmm. they just they're just not real, or they're just somebody's made them up. 
hello marketing that's exactly you know <laughs> we've talked about creating creating you create you scratch an itch this goes back uh, what is it um What's the innovation, the, uh, the uh, not innovation model, but it's the entrepreneurial thing. And we talk about it all the time or several times, but um, I keep forgetting what the name of it is. It's the, the one with fail faster. Oh, like the lean startup? That's the one. Yeah. Why, yeah. I, why yeah. can't I remember that? I don't know. I have man. lean six. I can't remember lean, <laughs> lean startup. Um, but it's it's like that. It is that uh, uh, I was having a conversation yesterday with a with a gardener, and she's she's got notes, copious notes. She wants to she wants to sell tubers, like flowers that have tubers mm-hmm. instead of seeds. I and mean, she's going to collect seeds, but she wants to put a business where she sells the tubers for people to plant mm-hmm. instead of like, seeds. And so she's got copious notes and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, that's, that's her thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wish I had a thing like that. <laughs> I don't have a thing like that. <laughs> there, there's the, the problem with being a lifelong learner is you don't ever have a thing. You're always learning something new. Yeah. Yeah. Or something it's hard. You didn't it's, know. it's hard to focus on a specific thing because right. we, 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 we're in a world of, of focus right you've got to be focused on a specific thing otherwise no one can it's almost like you can't message yourself unless you're focused on a thing you can't right? well you can't create your you can't find your tribe because your my tribe changes with my my um my interest yeah. i thought i was going by this time i was i thought i would really be a drone pilot yeah and I have all the stuff, the classes, they're all sitting there. I haven't done anything on them. Mm. The reason I haven't done this because practicing to fly a drone, I was using a simulator. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, crap. I don't have enough money to buy uh, all the drones I'm going to crash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, so, or you, the, so you can't get into drone piloting. I'm, I'm like, okay, so I'm... I'm We've talked before, I think we've talked about this before, how video games are, are not set for reaction speeds of 60-year-old guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going through I'm, um, I'm going through Uncharted 2, um, and there are scenes, there, I think I told you I was dying, I kept dying for a week. Same scenario, I couldn't get past it. So I finally went and fiddled with the dial and put it to very easy so I could get past it. <laughs> And it was very easy. It's too bad reality it. isn't like that, right? Fiddle, yeah, it, fiddle with I, the dial. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Go in there. Let me click the dial just for five minutes. Because that's all it took. Once I get past that, uh, I was able to move, progress. But I'm at a point now where uh, they gave you they gave you a preview of what's coming up. And this, this is a major boss within the game. I'm curious. You got to deal with them earlier on. But you didn't, they ran off. You didn't defeat them. They just ran off. Mm-hmm. So you never really figured out how to beat them. You just found out how the, the trigger didn't make them run off. Yeah. And yeah. that was the end of the, You never saw them again. So I'm like, oh, Lord. So you just made it past that, that, that the tough part. You, Did you go back to I regular, made, regular difficulty? Yes, I, I, but I didn't, I didn't do that right away. For, I'm like, 
oh, this is cool. <laughs> I'm going to make the game pay for for making me sit here for a week trying to get my reaction time. And I, you, the synopsis, I was telling Rose, really, that they're talking, you know, the people that don't know video games don't understand. It. It's like a huge puzzle. Mm-hmm. But it's a huge puzzle about coordinate eye coordination and strategy. You're, yep. You have a strategy. Yep. So you're doing a lot of problem solving on the fly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like about it because I have to, okay, so like I'm, I'm dead. Okay, I'm dead. Uh, let, let me crawl. Let me try this. Let me try that. Yep. You know, and I'm thinking I probably tried 50 or 60 things until I said, well, okay, none of them, I'm too slow to, to do this, but I'm going to tweak the dials. Which is another solution, but everybody—it's the cheating solution. But it's the—it's how Kirk got through the Kobayashi Maru. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's one of my favorite signs. That's one of my favorite things. Is he re- when you're in a frame, you rewrite the you rewrite uh, rewrite the winning uh, what do they call it the criteria for the, not the solution criteria, but you rewrite the payoffs. Yeah. So if, um, there's a game within organization development called uh, "Win as much as you can." It's game. It's based on game theory, mm-hmm. and it's, it's what it's supposed to do is teach you to collaborate and and keep your word. Yeah. It. So, and it, it the the way it's set up it's a it's using the uh, prisoner's dilemma thing, the box for the block, and the way the payouts are set up is collaboration is the payout but i wanted i've always said if i ever get another one go up to the room of the trainer and rewrite the payout yeah well it's interesting that you say that because in there's a i don't know if there's a new star trek series called prodigy it's a animated series and nickelodeon's got going and there's an episode where the kid captain decides they want to be go through starfleet training so they're in the holodeck and they're doing the kobayashi maru right Mm -hmm. and he's constantly failing over and over and over and over again right so when he realized that it was a it was a no-win situation and he couldn't rewrite the book instead of going for the highest score and winning he tried to go for the lowest score (laughs) and the biggest loss so he he basically which is a success yeah exactly so he yeah, so he readjusted the goal to say instead of surviving, uh, his goal was I'm going to take out as much as I possibly can. I'm going right. to just I'm just going to kill every I'm just going to destroy everyone. I don't want anybody coming out of this alive. And that's what ended up happening is that not only did he take out his own ship, he took out all the other ships too, and he ended up with like a zero score, which was perfect because he wasn't he was trying he completely changed the goal. Or the outcome of the no-win situation, right? Because if it's going to be a no-win situation, you may as well lose big, right? Right. Go big <laughs> or go home. <laughs> but life isn't like that. There's no such thing. Is there such thing as a no-win situation? I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty rare, right? Uh, situations. Oh, rock that on the board. Is there such thing as no? Yeah, well, obviously there are, right? I mean, we could, like, I could have, there could be an earthquake here today at this very moment, and my home, my house could collapse on me. There's but, no way see, for me to get out of it, but. 
but you have to define what the win is. The win yeah. is the if the surviving survival. <laughs> that's if that's the win. Yes, there then there's then you hopefully you survive. If you survive, then you beat you beat the earthquake. If yeah. that's your if your win criteria. Um, NASA for some of when when we were dealing with the with the uh, I don't know what the center is anymore, but it's, it's like the technical part of NASA was at at the center. Um, this is where all the IT stuff was, the uh, developers and that kind of stuff all happened there. And the, when they were doing a project, what the the way that uh, Marshall looked at it is the way this happens is they declare victory and move on. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that I solve the problem. They just declare that we're done and we're moving on. That's it. So their criteria, the win criteria is we're completed everything we said we were going to do and we're moving on whether you're caught up to it or not. Yes, yeah, so you're, you're moving the goalposts. You're us. moving the goalposts. Uh, no, they closer. didn't do that. No, the thing is, the win was for them, not for their client. Which was us. Well, so, so if the client says, you know, I need you to get to point B, but you only get to point it's A. It's called perpetual A. employment. <laughs> they, I mean, they were always busy doing something. Yeah. And they were always, you know, they were the, the heroes. I, I wish there's one project that I really wished I'd been able to, to be there because they were, this is. I think I've told you about it when SAP, uh, NASA had, had put SAP in in like 2001 or 2002, something like that. They got mm-hmm. it in, but SAP, they hadn't done any of the up, upgrades Yeah, from one version from the SAP software. Mm-hmm. They had not, they had not kind of, they, uh, they kept it at what they call it, uh, steady state. Mm-hmm. So steady state software, and they were what they were doing. They were they were like patching and all this kind of stuff. And SAP told them that if they did not do their version upgrades, they were going to have to furnish their own staff help desk mm-hmm. because SAP was no longer supporting it. Right. So the cost was so bad that they did it, and they they did the upgrade, but it was so traumatic that the the archives that they had that they had to move over because they kind of not been maintaining it took them three months to do this and it was an all hands on deck uh, exercise from what i heard i mean wow. it's like hours and hours and hours to get this stuff moved over you'd think that it's archive but no it's it's you know that software is you've got to hit those um uh, what, uh, what am I trying to think of? I know what I'm trying to um, You've got to have that CSV lineup with the field mm-hmm. with the field names so that it flows, the data is usable. Uh, you know, I would look at it and say, okay, I don't need a historical database uh, and we'll just start from scratch. But no, NASA's not like that. <laughs> yeah, what I'd would you need the data over. for? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, historical data. And in a lot of ways, it's, it's like the same thing we were talking about, the, uh, the out library of Alexandria. Historical data, so, suddenly the precedent will anchor you into, into um, 
caution. You're overly cautious. Uh, the guy, the they would ask for more data and deeper, deeper data. This is this is the thing that we, you know, we thought computer was going to be life saving and and labor saving devices. No, they allowed us to go deeper and deeper into the, the to the uh, what's the word I want to use the metaverse. Nah, close to the metaverse though. The deep, more and more details. Uh, I don't know what to do. The expansion of details is phenomenal. But you, the historical data is only useful if whatever you're tracking is cyclical, right? And a lot of times history isn't cyclical, right? Whatever happened before doesn't necessarily going to happen again, right? So if so, you have this, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, I won't forget this. Go ahead. No, if you have data, if you have data showing a particular pattern, then that pattern may not necessarily repeat itself, right? It depends on the kind of it data. It never repeats depends... itself. Well, it depends on the domain, too, because some things do repeat. I mean, every year there's always a 4th of July. Every year there's always a, you know, whatever. So yes, but, there uh, are but things see, that repeat and there are things that don't repeat. But you're, you're dealing with the repeating of an event, which is, but it doesn't repeat itself in the same way. Right. Ever. Yeah. So it's, it's, this goes back to the, the uh, ancient Greek. I can't remember which one it is now. Is you never step your foot in the same river twice, even That's though right. it's one second apart. That's right. But where I was going is there's I'm going through something on YouTube about uh, synchronicity, mm -hmm. which I never really understood. And what it what I'm if I'm getting it right, it's it's not history is not cause and effect it's effect and meaning mm. and i'm like hmm. it's it, it has nothing that it's how you it's the patterns that are happening but it's it doesn't it's not causal and effect but it's meaning there meanings and meanings and meanings and meanings mm. and i'm like hmm so I, i'm I'm, it's it's opened my eyes to what synchronicity was. I thought it was more like timing, mm. but it it doesn't seem the way he's talking about it. the way he's talking about it doesn't seem like that. And it's that I'm at oh meaning I didn't really because I never really care what things mean. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. hmm. But so anyway, uh, going back to the historical data for a second. Um, yeah, the I think the reason why we use it is because it's all we have, right? Well, uh, we, we go to the past to say, well, we have no idea what's going to happen next, but this happened before, so it may happen again. Correct. And yeah. you, it's not all we have; it's the certainty that we have. Right. Yeah. You know, it's the belief. It's the. Um, it's the. It's the behavioral belief system. It's. It's. It's almost the same thing with resumes. Mm. I, I. If I've done this once then the chances are I can do it again. But nothing ever happens exactly the same way twice. Yeah. History, what is it? History doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. If you <laughs> if you don't really understand, have you not heard that before? No, no, I like that. Yeah, because it's close enough for hand grenades in, in, in thermonuclear war. Mm -hmm. It's But it's not exactly the same thing. A friend of mine that works as an organizational cartoonist at, at uh, Boeing, this is something that 
that uh, an organizational cartoonist absolutely Uh, i love that title He, he was a. He started out as a facilitator. It's too bad. He was doing. It's so bad. You said was. Is he still doing that? I don't know. I haven't <laughs> talked to Michael in a long time. It's been a long time since talking. But he's. I, uh, I want that job. I want to be an organizational cartoonist. Sorry, go on. No, he had a cartoon in there where he had a spiral. Um, that showed that it was he. I don't know that he had the the quote word time is. Where uh, what I just say history doesn't repeat it rhymes. It rhymes. He he didn't say it that way, but what did he call it? Called it. uh, He had a had a technical term. Maybe I can find. Maybe it's on one of my hard drives somewhere. But anyway, it shows a spiral that as you go down the spiral, you get closer to. And I think of it as truth. You start off your spiral is really wide. The funnel. Mm -hmm. You're at the top. It's like a. It is a funnel. Mm-hmm. And it narrows down. You're getting closer and closer to the real thing, but you never really get to it. Mm. So it, it's a conceptual thing that you know I keep in the back of my mind. Is you don't ever, even though you're getting close to it, you're never getting to it. Mm. You know the concept, and I'm, so it's a it's a. I like that concept. I also like that the thing that it never repeats itself, but it rhymes because there that's that's how we put patterns together. But it's also, you know, whenever you, you, you get in trouble, it's, it's kind of why I don't like to really, really give apologies because I know if I learn from the experience, I will never repeat exactly the same way ever again. Yeah. I can't. I, won't, I don't have that much memory in me yeah. to do it. You know, I can't set it up that it was on this date at this time uh, with this meal served and I've gone to the bathroom uh, 10 minutes before and all that stuff see that that would be setting up the conditions setting up the repeatable conditions you can't do that yeah it's impossible to do that you so you're you're not ever going to do something exactly again if you hold people to are you do you literally do you literally mean i can't ever do that again okay i won't because i can't yeah it's impossible it is impossible. It's it's like the impossibility of standing still. You cannot stand still. Yeah. Because the earth is moving and the sun is moving and the galaxies moving. You're never still in the same spot. There, there's a couple of cartoons out there where uh, the guy tells his dog tells his dog to stay, and the dog's there in space, and the guy's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So I'm like. Yep, that's that's. So everything is context then. Everything is constant. Is motion is constant. So I want to get. I have to write this on the board because we only have two minutes left. The 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 cast system we were talking about before. Right. Do you think that? Do you think? I mean, one of the promises of the America is it was breaking away of it from the caste system, but I think it's still here, right? I mean, we're still stuck in the caste that we're born into. The, o- the only thing I would say is the social mobility um, that goes about what was uh, Ragged Dick, I think was his name. I'm trying to think of what the name of it, what they used to call it. Uh, but it, it was, the, there's like a author. I think that's where that, I think that's where the meritocracy comes in. It's why we believe we can, we can become anything 
or we have the ability to become anything, but we have to fight our way. So you think about the caste system, resumes. We have resumes now where 100 years ago, it's like so-and-so did this. My, my niece told a guy that he needed somebody to do his office work. So now she's the customer service rep for a pool service company mm-hmm. for a year. She, he, he was, she was going to interview for the job and he was trying to give it to her. <laughs> here he's, he's like bringing the laptop and all this stuff. It's like, here you go. She's going to do a resume. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and, and do her bona fides to get it. And he's like, take it. Take yeah. It, here take you it. go. Take it, take it. <laughs> And that's probably how it used to be. And we didn't have to interview. And I, I think interviewing interviewing is like the biggest waste of time because it's Oh, no, no. Nothing... We're going to cover that. We're, we should yeah, cover okay. that too because I think that um, we're doing this all wrong when it comes to jobs. We have okay. to stop screening people like crazy before we give them the job. Oh, yeah. We just have to give them the damn job and see if they can do it. And, and if then they if they don't, if they them. can't do it. Exactly. Exactly. But we I'm out of time. So... Okay. Let's okay, talk about okay, that okay. next week. Bye. Thank I'll you, sir. Talk to you later. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. To be continued on the next episode of Oddly Incorrect.